0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Studio 124 with your boy, Antoine McGee. And today I'm taking you back, 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 back. I'm taking you back to one of my favorite episodes that I recorded on the Conversations at the Table podcast with my brother. My friend Donovan Jones is called A Man After God's Own Heart. I want you to check it out. Let me know what you think. And hit up Donovan. He's called The Act Podcast on Instagram. He's doing amazing things on YouTube and I love him. He's from Tennessee. It's my brother from another mother, my fellow sons of thunder uh, host. And uh, we just had a great time back then. And I just want you guys to check out this episode because it meant so much to me and so much to him It's our first episode together. So do me a favor, check it out. Let us know what you think in the comments and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Uh, today I have a very special guest with me. Uh, my friend and new friend and brother donovan jones he is yes, a fellow podcaster as well i'm not gonna to say too much i'm gonna let him share his story and who he is and then we're gonna get into today's topic welcome donovan what's Appreciate going it. on bro
1: thank you sir how are you doing mr mcgee Ah, uh, you, you make me sound old mr man. mcgee <laughs> no. <laughs> no but i'm good i'm good it's like you said i'm new to podcasting um i think I was I was saved at a young age, um, and then coming up, I just felt really late 2020. You know, I listened to one of your podcasts; you spoke on that the same. Like you felt more of a calling in 2020, and I think really with the pandemic and it's kind of slowing everybody down. I think there was a lot of people that God spoke to at that time and said, "Hey, you know, I need you to step up and and you know do something for me." And that was that was really my call late 2020. I just felt especially toward. Like you said, your topic of a man after God's own heart, there's really such an attack on manhood in general, but especially Christian men in today's time. And so I just felt like in praying and seeking after God's will that I should start a men's Bible study. So we started a men's Bible study and it went well for a little bit. And then, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, it was hard to to keep it going. So we took a little hiatus, but we got it back going now. And it's been just very encouraging. I, I'm a big believer in getting around a, a smaller group of guys, especially guys that are older than you that have been through it, that have been Christians for a while, and just soaking up that knowledge and getting some time together. Because the, 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 the enemy doesn't want to see men get together, because that's when something happens, you know, just like us connecting. I, yeah, think, I think God can definitely use that. So um, I was doing the, uh, the Bible study, and then I just felt like God was calling me to do more. And so I told my wife, I said, uh, I think I'm going to start an Instagram account where I would put um, different Bible verses and stuff up every day, but I wouldn't put my face out there because I'm not really the type that was ever one to get behind a microphone or put videos up with my face on it. So I said, I, it'll be a nameless account and I'll just put up pictures, you know, try to encourage people. <laughs> and so I went to, I went to make the account and it wouldn't go through. It would go to the final page and it wouldn't let me make a new account. Wow. And so I was like, what's going on? So I, I told, I had my wife do it because she's, she's more tech savvy than I am. So she couldn't figure it out. So I'm like, what in the world? So I'm praying. I'm like, God, you know, I'm trying to do this for you. Why are you blocking me from doing this? You know? And so I kept praying. And then I just felt like, you know, you need to do more than just put up an account with, you know, there's nothing wrong with putting out Bible verses every day, but it's like, you need to do more than that. And so I was praying about it and listening to podcast. And I heard about uh, this Anchor app where you can make a podcast for free. Mm-hmm. And so then I was talking to my sister. I didn't say anything about it to anybody. Talking to my sister, she says, um, I think you need to start a podcast just out of nowhere. We, weren't, <laughs> we hadn't talked about it. I hadn't said anything to anybody. So I said, you know what? Okay, I think that's what I'm going to do. So I, I knew I could use that Anchor app and do a free podcast. So I prayed about it. And then I'm like, yeah, that's what I need to do. I need to, I need to put my voice out there um, and try to encourage the people however mm. I can, not just put up. You know Bible verses stuff every day. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just felt like God was saying you need to do more than just you know um, put up uh, Bible verses and and words of encouragement. You need to get out there and and speak the truth. And so that's what I've been trying to do with this podcast, and it's been it's been encouraging. I've I've got I think six episodes up right now, yeah. and uh, it's just been it's been very very encouraging. And you know I met you through that. Yes, and sir. So that I've, I've met several people. Organic. Yeah, yeah man. Right. And I've had several conversations like that. And like I said, I'm not any kind of celebrity or anything like that, but I just a Christian that loves the Bible, loves the word, loves God, and just felt like, you know, I need to try to do whatever I can.
0: Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I love uh, about your podcast is just how authentic it was,
1: you yeah. know,
0: how you were just, look, I'm going to tell y'all what, what it, is. it we just gonna go from there, and I love the title, you know, "Call to Act." And, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: what, what's What's funny about that too is I was gonna go because I'm a big fan of the full armor of God, you know, Ephesians six ten through seventeen, mm-hmm. and we say those scriptures with my kids every night. And uh, you still there? Oh yeah, I'm listening to you, bro. Okay, okay, I got you. Camera went off. The uh, so I was gonna call it the Ephesians six podcast, and then I um, I read I was reading through Acts. And I was reading about um, it's it's one of the first four chapters where they the disciples were sent to Jerusalem to wait until the the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so I was sitting there reading that, and I'm like, you know, we're all called called to act for Christ. And I was like, wait, called to act? I got to use that, you know. So uh, we went with that instead of Ephesians six podcast. But yeah, it's uh, you know we as Christians we're all. Called to to do something for Christ, we're called to act. And if you look in that, I think it's the ver- the first verse of Acts. I think it's Acts one one. It talks about um, um, Luke. Luke is saying, "I have. Hold on, I got my Bible right here. I'll look at it. <laughs> Come on, it's uh, it's uh, I believe he said, am 'I'm I'm writing to you on behalf of all that Jesus has began to do.' I believe that's what it says. Got my Bible yeah, right in the first here. first book of Theopolis. The- I've dealt with. All that Jesus began to do and yep. teach. Began, so that really spoke to me because it's like yeah, what he began to do. So he said it is finished on the cross. So he was done with his part. He saved our sins. But what he began to do, so now that leaves something for us to do as believers. So we're all called to act for Christ, you know, because he just began. We have to carry that torch and we have to do, you know, what he's called us to do.
0: Ooh, you, you know what you, I mean? You already then gave them... <laughs> You even gave them what they needed in the first seven minutes. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. If y'all don't, listen, I'm just going to give y'all the heads up now. We are going to dive deep today. We're going to dive deep a little bit. So get your thinking caps on, get your notebooks out,
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: you know, get your Bibles out, your pens out. Get ready to take some notes. uh, Because today's topic is a man after God's own heart. Uh, We know next to Jesus... David is the most mentioned man in the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just I just discovered that while we I was preparing for the show, you know, there's yeah. more, there's Jesus then there's David,
1: yeah, and son of David, after,
0: and then after David is Abraham. So mm-hmm. these mentions from the Old Testament to the New Testament, um, he's a very important person. He's somebody that God, I believe, God wanted us to know and to learn mm-hmm. from and to uh, understand. God through. He has a very Absolutely. colorful life, as we all know. Um, he starts off in uh, beginnings of with rejection and dealing humble with servitude, beginnings. very humble beginnings.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: then out of nowhere, God exalts him and through the ex, while he's being exalted, he shows that he's still human. You know, he makes some mistakes, some that are right. very life-altering, some that are you know, lead to to some different things that happen, you know, uh, judgments right. and, and, and things with his children and all kinds of things. He's a very uh, interesting character. I, actually, he's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Next to Jesus and Paul, there's David. Um, that yeah. You know, those are my favorites. So uh, today we're going to talk about being a man after God's own heart and what that actually means for us today and how we can learn from David and tie everything together. Uh, so get your thinking caps on. Got my friend Donovan here. We're about to have I'm a sorry. great time in oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into it. So, uh, manhood. You know, if we're thinking about being a man after guys on We're thinking about manhood. So manhood has taken on a lot of personas throughout our history. You know, many perspectives have caused men uh, to achieve greatness, and some to, you know, have failures. I know throughout my life, I've encountered various variations of what people say man should be, you know, the world mm-hmm. views a successful man as one that attains wealth, riches, power, influence, gains fame, yep. you know, even some believe you're a man if you can sleep with a lot of women um, or even have a bunch of children, You think that makes you a man. Uh, but all these, I believe um, mm-hmm. you can obtain all of those natures and all those things and never be a real man because real manhood is found in the father's love and in his heart. Absolutely. You know, we were created by God. Man was created by God. So Mm -hmm. manhood starts with him
1: and Mm -hmm. it ends
0: with him. Um, You know, we were created by God, perfected by Jesus Christ. Man was perfected in in Christ and then giving the power, get empowered and given power through the spirit. Mm -hmm. So, you know as as I'm thinking as I was thinking about those that that stuck out to me so my first question to you is how were you introduced you know into manhood
1: um well I think that's it's kind of like I said before we started recording it's, it's, some of these questions could get kind of deep um I think for <laughs> me for me manhood came kind of early because you know and it doesn't make me unique there's so many people out here with the same story. But yeah, my parents got divorced when I was younger. You know, I was in sixth, seventh grade, something like that. And they got divorced. So it kind of came on me pretty quickly because um, situations happened, and my dad moved out of the picture. So he was out of my life for a couple of years. And so in that time, um, my mom, she did the best that she could. She worked as hard as she could, working nights, you know, working third shift. And I'm the oldest of four kids. So it was like there was a lot thrown on me all at once, you know, to to kind of step up and uh, take responsibilities. But it's like in doing that, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's prepared me in, in many ways. And you talk about introducing to man, I was thinking about this a while ago when I was praying about it. And I think up until, cause I just turned 28 uh, last month.
0: Hey, happy and, birthday, man. Uh,
1: thank you. Thank you. And so, <laughs> I was thinking about it and like, I've had these milestones in my life. Like you turn 18, you know, it's a big deal. You turn 21, you get married, you have, Mm -hmm. right. You have, you have kids. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, when did I first start feeling like I was actually a man? You know? And I was like, because, you know, I didn't, and I thought about it, didn't feel like a man when I turned 18. I felt like there was still that child inside me. Like, I'm not ready for this, you know, Mm -hmm. I turned 21 you know, got married, had my first kid, still didn't. And then I got to thinking about it. And like I said, late 2020, you know, when I'm 26 years old, I said, I I that's really felt where I felt like I started feeling like a man, because like you said, I I found my identity in Christ. And I was like, I think that's when it was 26 years old. was the first time (laughs) I felt like a man, just because Mm -hmm. like you said, our identity is found in Christ, you know, God made us in His image, and so we are supposed to mirror Him, and we're never more like a man than we're when we are mirroring God, because that's what He's called us to do, you know. So I would say, I would say, um, despite all that growing up pretty quickly, I don't think I actually felt like a man until I rededicated my life to Christ and told Him, basically submitted whatever you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do, you know. So, um, you know, not having... Uh, a father there for a couple years. I think one thing that's good about that is God can use other men in your life. He can bring other men around you. Yes, and so sir. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of like I said at the beginning with the Bible study um getting a good group of older Christian men around you that have been through it that can help you. And I think one thing about um like you were talking about what culture says for a man, it's very counterculture what Christ has called us to do. You know what I mean? And so they tell us we're not supposed to have feelings because we're, you know, be a man, you know, it's like my shirt says, be a man, you know? (laughs) So it's, it's, uh, I think we we're screwed up on what that even means. Yeah, You know, a man after God's own heart, we see just that, um, that's an ax. I know you wanted to, you wanted to bring that up. I'm going to cut you to bring, you know, um, ax, uh, 1322 where it says, yeah. uh, David, the son of Jesse, a man after God's own heart. Just those two words right there, heart and man, a culture says that doesn't really go together. We're not supposed exactly. to have feelings. We're not, you know what I mean? But showing that by that saying a man after God's own heart, that shows us that we're supposed to have feelings. We're supposed to yeah. be able to open up. Um, because, uh, let's see, I got my notes here. Um, uh, Uh, It seems like, you know, God has a different picture for us. We could still be a man and have a heart. There's plenty of things going on today just in this world that we should have emotions about and that we should, you know, be willing to um, open our hearts, you know, especially to other men. Because like I said, when we are open and we're sharing, especially with other men, and we're being vulnerable and we're growing together in Christ, um, that's when the devil's not happy because he knows if, if a group of men get together, Oh, yeah. He's going to have issues. He's going to have man. issues. Big issues. Mm-hmm. Big
0: issues. So. Now, I love what you just said, you know, about the heart aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we we kind of bypass man after God's own heart. We're going to really dive into that that piece in a second. But yeah. um, you said something about emotions uh, and mm-hmm. how, you know, we're supposed to be man be mainly men don't cry, mm-hmm. men do this, exactly. This, that, uh, yep. When in reality, we were given our emotions to help us interact with the world hmm. You know, an emotionless mm-hmm. man is a man that is out of touch with the world. Right. Right. You know, so God gives us emotions so that we can interact with him, interact with the mm-hmm. world and we can control our. But he gives us our emotions to control them, not for them to control us.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. You know,
0: most men are out of balance sometimes because they are too emotional.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: but there's a mm-hmm. supposed to be balance and balance is this. You know, at some points your emotions may be high, and then you got to bring yeah. them back under, and then you know you get that evenness at times. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember I wouldn't open up about a lot of things because yeah, yeah. you know I didn't. My father, you you mentioned it. My father, when I grew up, my mom and my dad weren't together after the Egypt mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so I I was two years old and I experienced yeah. it younger, and mm-hmm. you know, great greatly enough, I had great women in my life that. Taught me as much. I had great men yeah. uh, throughout the years who have imparted wisdom, but well, I didn't start feeling like a man until about twenty five myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. know, it was it was yeah. when I finally started to get myself together. You know, yeah. and like, okay, I, I was saved at a young age.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: rededicated my life and fully com- once I fully committed. Yeah. To God and fully committed to Christ. I said, now I feel. Yeah, something different. Yeah, it's like something
1: clicks in you. Like, yeah, it's that image and likeness. It's, it's it's that it's that foundation. Like the wise man put his foundation on the rock. Built his foundation on the rock. You know, if we if we're building our foundation on Christ, you know, that's it's all about your foundation. I heard a message by um, Tony Evans, and he was talking about how we um, love Tony Evans. We love him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got his commentary right here. If you don't, if you don't have his commentary. Uh, you're missing out because it's got he, he breaks down the whole bible and he's also got the beginning of each um book of the bible there's a little QR code on there where you can scan it and he'll break down on a video each book of the Bible. So it's I mean it's it's crazy. I've learned so much from it. <laughs> but he um he was talking about how when he was a kid he had one of those little um like punching bag things, you know that it, the little blow up punching yeah, bag yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and it's got that little foundation at the bottom and however many times you hit it, you can hit it with a baseball bat, you can hit it with whatever, it comes pop right back up. Mm-hmm. And when you have your foundation on God, that's the same for us. This world's going to come after you, Satan's going to come after you. He's never going to stop. But if you got that foundation set on Christ, you're going to pop right back up. You know what I mean? So, you know, we have to we have to make sure we've got our foundation on that rock. Like you said, it it might have took us some people might say a little bit longer, you know, 25, 26, but there's some people that don't know that into their 40s and 50s. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You know what i mean and so when you talk about being a man after god's own heart we don't realize for us as men how big of a responsibility that is when you talk about how your father was out of the picture from when you were two it's great and i'm not trying to take anything away from from the the uh, your mother and the the women that were around you i'm not trying to take anything away from women at all but there's something about a man in your life affirming the things that you do telling you that you're good enough telling you that you're you know what i mean and so it's it's because God puts that in our heart. I, I had a conversation with a guy that listened to my podcast, and he was talking about how that had spoke to him because his father was out of the picture, and he was uh, having some problems with same-sex attraction. And I said, you know, God puts that hole in all of our hearts that he wants to fill himself. Yeah. He wants yeah. us to to fill that. And the thing about being a man, like I said earlier, when us as men, when we're mirroring God, we're showing others around us, if you have kids, you're showing your kids or the people that you influence, mm-hmm. you need to fill that hole. You need to fill that hole with God. You yeah. know, so so that's absolutely our job as men mm-hmm. to mirror God and show people around us. You know, you know John Maxwell? Yes. You heard of John Maxwell? Okay. Yes, sir. He said he's he said that the average person influences up to ten thousand people in their life.
0: Without them knowing
1: 10,000. right. And I was talking to my wife about that, and she's like, because my wife's a stay-at-home mom. She homeschools our kids. And she said, "What? what about for a stay-at-home mom? And I'm like, for a stay-at-home mom? I said, just say you go to Starbucks once a week, and that's all you do, and you run into one person while you're there, a different person. That's 52 people a year times however many years. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you think about it. You probably run into more than 10,000 people. people, You you know what I mean? And you... And you have that opportunity. God has just given us such an opportunity to be a light in just this dark world that's so confused right now. And we need men to step up and say, you know, we got the answer. We got the answer key right here. Why are we not Why are we not looking to the work? Yeah, why are we not doing that? We don't have enough strong men that are stepping up and saying, you know, this is how we need to do. This is how we need to live. You wow. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, man, because... For me, manhood, had to go into it the hard way, you know, I had to to learn some of the things in, in, you know, in hyper uh, aggressive environments where I had no choice. I I always look at manhood and (laughs) those people that know me uh, will appreciate this and those that are fans of this movie, I always look at manhood as uh, the Godfather movie. Uh Uh-huh. Uh where, you know, Michael at one point wanted nothing to do with his father's business. Yeah. Until his father's business was in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Which in
0: turn his father's business is his family. So he had no choice but yeah. to then he he knew his his older brother couldn't do it. Yeah. Because his older brother was predictable. His the second oldest brother wasn't smart enough. Mm-hmm. And then the, he was the perfect match. So that it's the scene in there where he's at the hospital and his dad's laying on the bed and he's he's rubbing his head and he says, I'm with you now. Yeah. He's in his father. You see, see the father shed a tear mm-hmm. because he he longed for his son to be close to him. He didn't want him to be a part of that world, that mafioso yeah. world. But he wanted yeah. his son to be close to him. And every time that I look at that scene, I think of how God wants us to be close to him. Right. You know, and how he wants us to shed our opinions and mm-hmm. the things that we have holding us back. Yep. and Say to him, I'm with you. And and I can see like every time I, I think about it, and I've even prayed that, prayed a prayer similar to that you know, a mm-hmm. prayer of surrender, like, Lord, I'm with you. And I felt like a warmth, like, like yeah. he was smiling on me. Like, like Fine. finally, <laughs> like, yeah. finally, yeah. you get it, you know? And that, mm-hmm. that's, you know, part of manhood. That's part of becoming a man after God's own heart is one of the things about David, why David was a man after God's own heart that I discovered was because he was honest with God in his prayer moments and in yeah. his private moments. Like if you read the book of Psalms, you're yep. going to think you're reading something of somebody who's a lunatic, who's crazy in the head that then mm-hmm. got it all together because he starts with, oh, you know, high exhortation from God. <clears throat> then in yeah. the middle, he's distressed and depressed and going through and save me from my enemies and save me from this. Mm-hmm. And I can't take this and I can't do that. But then at the end, he goes back into, but I will bless the Lord at right. all times. And it's just yeah. like, if you yeah. read that. You're just whoa! And up and what down. is going on with mm-hmm. him? Yeah, yeah. But, it, but the reality is, that's us most mm-hmm. of the time. But the thing that I believe God loved about David is that He went to him while he was dealing with all of that. Some men it's, it's,
1: don't do no, that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, whenever you said that, it reminds me too of you said you were talking about Paul a minute ago. Whenever Paul had the thorn. And, you know, yeah. and he went to God three times and said, you know, why aren't you taking this from me? And what did God say to him? My grace is enough, see, right? Yeah, it's sufficient. You know what yes, I mean? Sir. So, like you said, there's there's definitely going to be a lot of ups and downs. You can see that with David, a man after God's own heart. But if we got that foundation on God, we can, like you said, at the end of Psalms, bless his name because he is, his grace is enough. His grace is, is sufficient for us.
0: Yeah, you kind of already answered this one question, but I just want to get a little clarity on it. Um. Mm-hmm how has manhood changed since you've come into a relationship with the lord
1: i think it's just made me realize um the responsibility that we have as men Yeah, you man. know because have you ever read there's a great book by um john eldridge called wild at heart have you ever read okay. that no i'm going to get that it, one. Man, it's a fantastic book and it really you talk about men aren't supposed to cry that that brought me to tears i won't lie because wow. just the it 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 Really underlines the the importance that a man has in his child's life, you know. Mm. Because at a young age, what what is the the boy saying? You know, Daddy, look at me, look at me, look at this. And the mom, like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from the mom. The mom can tell the boy something ten times in a row, but all it takes is that one word from the dad. Yeah. You know, if if my son's acting up, my son's three years old. If he's acting up and his mom is telling him something, he's not listening. She says, "Say something to him." You know what I mean? Say something yeah. to him. And yeah. and that's the thing, you know, and, uh, I think it's very important that we are, especially if you have young, younger kids, younger boys, that we are, um, affirming to them that they are, they have what it takes, that they're tough, that they're, they, they have what it takes to take on this world. And if we're training them the right way, training them about the things of Jesus, they'll be equipped for that. And I think one thing that, that really, um, it gets me emotional thinking about sometimes because I I try to tell my son, you know, just that, that he's tough, that, yeah. you know, he can do this, you know, and he's he's three years old. But then we'll be driving down the road and sometimes and he'll just be looking out the window and he'll say, Dad, am I tough? You know, and it's like, like for you, I hate I hate hearing that for you. You didn't have Dad, You know what I'm saying? From from the age of two up, because it's like. We need that in our lives. We need a man yeah. to tell us we're, you know, we're tough. You you've got what it takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think one thing that the Lord really showed me in that is just the the massive responsibility that we have as men that he expects us to to lead. You know, and you know, if you look in the book of Genesis, you see God created man first. Mm-hmm. And when he went through when he went through after they ate the fruit, um, he didn't say, Adam and Eve, where are you? He said, Adam, where Adam, are you? where right. are you? Yeah. Where are you, Adam? And you think about it too, whenever they ate the fruit, God told Adam not to eat the fruit. He said, you can have any other any other thing in the garden that you want, Don't but you can't this. eat that fruit. Was Eve even there yet? No. <laughs> she wasn't even there. God didn't tell Eve. God expected Adam to do his job as a man and Don't say, hey, her. this is what God has for us. This is what you know what i mean
0: and so it's uh
1: it's it's a big responsibility. when you really look at some of this stuff in the word and i mean you look in romans i think it's romans 512 mm-hmm. paul talks about sin enter the earth through adam it doesn't say sin into the earth through adam and eve yeah. there there's just there's a lack i think of understanding of what it is to be a man and what we are called to do so i just think that 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 the lord is really through through um seeking after what it is to be a man I think he's really shown me how much responsibility that he's actually given us, you know, because when it comes to judgment day, he's, we're going to be responsible for For all that he has given us. Yeah. All that he has stewarded us with. So if you have a wife, if you have kids, you know, those 10,000 people that we influence throughout the course of our life, we're, he's going to say, Hey, what did you do to influence them positively? You know what I mean? So it's just, we don't, I don't think we think about some of this stuff because I never thought about it. You know, up until the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah, but think I
0: but I think God he get, he put it on your heart to think about it. You know, Absolutely. a lot of, a lot of us, even Christians, I'm gonna step on some toes. Mm-hmm. Y'all y'all get mad, but it's gonna Go be ahead. all right. Go ahead. A lot of Christians, especially males, we have our own perspective on how we our relationship with God should be. Right. It should, you know, we think, yeah. you know, I'm serving him, so he should just be raining down blessings mm-hmm. and opening doors yeah. and I'm cashing checks yeah. and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. If you look at the life of Jesus, who's who's the one we're supposed to follow, you know, he lived a humble life. Mm-hmm. He was a man of great influence and everywhere that he went, mm-hmm. he he made an impact he made an impact everywhere he went yeah you you can say because he was the son of God and he had a mission yes but we are also sons of God not that capital yeah. s but the lo- the lowercase yeah. s but and mm-hmm. we have the same capabilities that wherever we go we should leave something there should be a deposit in someone somewhere somehow yeah. like even you know when I'm at work and someone calls and I'll say you know have a blessed day and they say oh you too yeah, that's impactful. Because then mm-hmm. two days later, my boss comes to me, "Hey, such and such was talking to you, and they said you sound you were so nice to them and made their yeah. day, and yada yada." I'm, oh okay. It's the small yeah. things that we forget. Oh yeah, you know because yeah. yeah. my pastor says this: when when a man, a son or a father walks into the room, hope in the future walks into that room. Mm-hmm. Strength walks yeah. into the room. Yeah. You know, where when there's chaos and there's confusion and things are going on and you show up there should be a yeah. sense of peace absolutely because yes. you have shown up that's mm-hmm. when you're really walking in as we're talking about manhood you know mm-hmm. manhood is not about the external because we don't leave we when we leave earth we're not going to have the clothes that are on our back and the shoes that are on our feet in right. eternity. You know, we're right. going to, it's just going to be the true essence of who we are. And mm-hmm. to, and let's also be honest, man is really a spirit, a living soul, you know, a, yeah. a yep. spirit. Yep. You know, this is what yep. we are. You know, we're not yep. this manner. Yep. You know, it, it's yeah. people just have we're to. We're not understand. this flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. I wanted, you know, those that are listening to understand that what we're really getting at in this first half of this is that, you know, manhood is deeper than Mm -hmm. just the car that you drive. The amount of dollars that's in the bank account. Yes. Go get your money. I'm all for you being, you know, financially set and stable in this Mm -hmm. world because this world is set to not make so that you are, but you know, you, you you do what you got to do to legally to get your money. Um, But at the end of the day, where your heart is, that's where right the treasure will be also mm-hmm. and, you know, and becoming a man after God's own heart means mm-hmm. that our heart should be where his heart is, right, and that is with his right. people and giving impact and deliverance and love mm-hmm. and joy, yep, all these different things that people take for granted um, yeah.
1: so what are some qualities you believe a man of God should have um well you you touched on it where you said. You're talking about the example that Jesus set for us. I think Mm -hmm. the three, there's three big ones that I think, and two of them I say with my kids every night, because we always, we try to pray with them every night, read them devotionals, and we'll say the Bible verses and whatnot. But every night before we put them down, I say, What are two things that we need to be? And they say, A leader. And uh, what's the other one? You know, I don't, you know, they forget. (laughs) But it's like, you know, we need to be kind and we need to be a leader. You know, and the thing about being a leader is like you talked about the example that Jesus set for us it's counterculture to what this world says but to be a leader it's to be a servant what did Jesus do whenever they went in to eat the the meal the, what was the passover mm-hmm. and the, and uh there was no servant there to wash the feet and all the men just sat down what did Jesus do he went and got the got the water he got the <laughs> you know the bowl or whatever they used and he washed their feet you every know every single um, last
0: one of them. And these guys
1: were walking around countryside wearing sandals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're he's he's laying the example out for us right there. He's washing yeah. their feet. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, we're not willing to <laughs> fill in the we're blank. Not, you know what I mean? Not,
0: we're not even willing to send out a, a text message.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
0: we're not willing yeah. to call call a brother up on the phone, you know, when we're thinking about them. And say, "Hey, what's going on? You all right? Just thinking about you. Just wanted to check in." With yeah,
1: because why? Because we don't we don't want to look what weak. Since w- yeah,
0: and a man a man can't
1: weak. look or feel. Yeah, a man doesn't want to look or feel weak ever. You don't want to look like you need anybody to help you. Oh
0: no, no 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 no. Uh oh. You good? All right, it's still going. Go, okay.
1: <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, I was somewhere. just saying, uh, but I, but the third thing, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. So I said being a leader and uh, kindness. But I think the third thing would just be um, self awareness to to understand. Woo! You know what I mean? Uh, to just to understand, like like we said earlier, just the responsibility that God has given us. We have to figure out what that means. Right. We have to understand it, and then we have to you do just, it. You know?
0: You know what? Let me let me throw a clap in there real quick. You, you.
1: <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this dude. Oh man. Yo, listen. Yeah, listen. Self awareness. I I, I uh, like yeah that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn. Self awareness. Self awareness. You know awareness yeah. of myself of where I am literally not necessarily where I am Geologically, you know, um, is it geologically? Geographically, that's there you go. Now, where I'm at, you know, <laughs> the fact checkers will, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. not where I'm at, you know, physically in-, in place, but where am I mentally, where am mm-hmm. I emotionally, where am I, you know, in my is my is my love bank full or is it or is it low today? where's my patience level at today? Where's, you know, where's my self-control at today? Because sometimes certain days is different. Where's my temper? Where's my, you know, my demeanor at, because I have somewhat of a, uh, a bad temper.
1: Yeah. It
0: it can, it can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a product of how I was raised and, you know, the Lord so graciously has helped me. Bring that down. When I say it was a roaring lion, now it's a cat. I'm happy yeah. about that, but don't mm-hmm. get it twisted. The lion is still there. Don't mess with you. with it. <laughs> if I need to roar, yeah. I will. But I don't mm-hmm. do that, you know, because I know what happens if I get to that point. So mm-hmm. being that aware, that awareness is beautiful, you know, especially yeah. you know coming from, you know, your point of view and teaching your son this. Oh you yeah. know, teaching him to be self aware at a young age. Yeah. Man, I i he's gonna be a dynamic young man. You know, the I, way I that you're, so. the way that you're I hope so you're doing it already. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna yeah. happen. Listen. because well,
1: 'cause you're planting so, the seeds. Absolutely. And I think that like I said, talking about self awareness, I feel like it's it's very important if you have younger kids out there that you're telling them this stuff early because even if they don't understand it right now they're soaking that stuff in yes you know we're, we're teaching them yeah you teaching them bible verses but don't just teach it to them tell them what it means whenever you tell them mm-hmm. the bible verse because then you can go back a week later and after you say the verse you say Hey, what did that what does that verse even right. mean and sometimes they're like well i don't remember so then you just tell them again as many times as it takes you know it's not a it's not a a sprint it's a marathon yeah you know and so we have to make sure that we are equipping them because when they get out there in the world, they don't—they're not going to get these—the truth that we're no. And then at some that point, we're trying they're to teach them—they're not
0: them. going to want to hear Dad's voice.
1: Exactly, and the thing about it too is, if we're not—if <laughs> we're not explaining this stuff to them now, when they go out there in the world and they try to tell somebody about Jesus and they question them, and they don't know the answer, they can get well, Oh crap! I don't know. Yeah, very easily. So we have got to not just teach them these things, but we have to explain to them yeah. while we're doing it, explain to them what this stuff means. Absolutely. So then that way they're equipped and they know what truth is. Yeah, you know? that's, that's, why, that's why we homeschool because it's such a, you see the stuff that they're teaching kids in schools nowadays. Yeah, but I mean, you see the stuff they're teaching them, some of the books that the kindergartners and stuff like that, are, you know what I mean? It's, it's unbelievable the time that we live in, how evil it is. And it's just like... You know, I know they. Whenever we first start doing it, people are like, "Well, the the school might need kids like you. Uh, you know, kids like yours that could be a positive influence on others." It's like, I mean, yeah, that's true, but what if they start picking up the habits that right. the other kids are doing? So it's like, it's it's, you know, it's difficult. You yeah, know, obviously yeah, raising but you, kids, but it's made, it's
0: you've made the proper decision. You know, for what's us. best... Yeah. What's best for you guys? Mm-hmm. You know, and that Absolutely. Is, that is one of the, for me, that's a quality for manhood as well. Being able to make sound decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and when I say sound decisions, a decision that does not just include you. you know, yeah. You're thinking about the whole, everybody that this will affect. What, how will this yes affect, you know, I don't have a, a wife at this moment but how would your mm-hmm. you know how would your yes affect your wife how would your, your yes affect your mother how would your Absolutely. yes affect your children mm-hmm. how would you know even your no you know how would your mm-hmm. no affect everybody else too yeah. you know is that this something effect. i need to, is this something i need to talk to my wife about is this something i need to consult other people about before i do it you know and then being able to make a decision quickly if you need to but a sound mm-hmm. one for the betterment of the whole and you're, you just gave that example about homeschooling. I know a couple parents that have done that, you know, one, the major role was because of the pandemic, but then after that, right. but after that was them reading the textbooks and looking at what they were teaching them, they were just Bro. like, they were like this, mm, I, <laughs> man, I don't like I, this, if, I don't like it. <laughs> so this, this topic,
1: this topic. This topic is a, it's a whole different episode man. Yeah, we, <laughs> it no, we're, we're it gets so into that
0: we'll dive into that. Uh, too. So that means Donovan's coming back. That's what that means. If, we, if you want to talk
1: back. about that, we we'll need some more time if we're going to get into something <laughs> like that. That's a, You <laughs> no, can't we, go over that in a couple minutes.
0: No, no, we can talk about that for sure. Uh maybe we'll do an education type something, yeah. Episode. Something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's something we'll do later. I love that, yeah. So y'all remember yeah. this face? And the mm-hmm. voice? he's coming back. Um, <laughs> so well, they might be mad.
1: They might get mad at you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying no, no, we don't need that.
0: <laughs> oh no, nah, he's coming back. Forget that. So, all right, I have a little game for you now. got A little all game right. for you. You know, I told you while we were messaging back and forth what this game was going to be somewhat about. Just to you know. Mix it up mm-hmm. a little bit so this name of this yeah. game is Whose Man Is It? It's uh-huh. the movie edition, so you need to name mm-hmm. the movie or the actor based off the quote I'm going to say. All right, so I'm gonna give you a warm up question. All right, uh, who said necessarily he's not a man but he's a male figure? Uh, who said, Remember who you are?
1: Remember who you are? Is this a Disney movie? Yeah. Remember who you are. Is that, is that uh what's his name? The Lion, Mm-hmm. Lion mm-hmm. King. I can't yeah, remember there the dad's you. There name. There you go. There you go. There go. Whatever. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. There that's your warm up question. I just want to make sure you get Okay. Game. All right. You All good. right.
1: Take it. Right. Take it easy on me. All right. I gotta admit something though. I never saw The Godfather.
0: Okay. So,
1: okay. I never. So when you were saying that, I felt like I was seeing the movie for the first time. You were describing <laughs> it so well. Dude, I've never dude, the, never the, seen the movie.
0: The book is so much better than the movie because the book breaks it down more. Mm-hmm. You know, the the movie can only do two hours. The book yeah. itself is audio audiobook book is twenty hours long. It's,
1: it's got time to tell a story. Yeah,
0: you you're telling yeah. the whole story yeah. in there, and you're getting yeah. details that's not in the movie. And I just yeah. listened to the book probably like a month ago Yeah, it just gave me a brand new appreciation. So, okay, so that means I got to skip all right. of these questions well. since you've never <laughs> seen the movie. <laughs> so, all right, here, here you go. Um, so this character says this. He says, you got anger. That's He said, that's good. You're going to need it. You got aggression. That's even better. You're going to need that too. But any little two-year-old can throw... A fit. Who
1: said that? Mm. Who uh, it's it's saying a Disney movie, is it? What what genre? It, it is, this? is.
0: It is a Disney it's movie. It's Actually,
1: it is it's an, a Disney I, movie. A
0: Disney movie, but it's it's a live action, real person movie. But it's a Disney movie. It is a Disney
1: mm. movie.
0: I'll give you a hint I'm, when you're I, ready.
1: I, yeah, go ahead. I'm not doing well on this. So it's a it's a it's a football movie. <laughs> football movie. It's a live action football movie? Yeah, from Disney. Huh. You must have the Disney Plus subscription or something going oh, absolutely. on. These... <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> no,
0: I do. Uh, man.
1: I don't know. Is it is that's not from Remember the Titans or something, is it? You got it. There we go. Remember, I do remember oh, the Coach. Coach Boone. The, Denzel. Denzel. Yes, sir. Coach yeah. Boone. Yeah.
0: There you go. My man. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. All right. I got it's one. Took a minute time. to get there. You're good. I got one that's kind of funny. Uh, what well, kind of fun? Uh, I find your lack of faith disturbing.
1: Hmm. Find your lack of faith disturbing. I feel like that'd be a. I know it's gonna be wrong, but this is gonna be my best guess. I feel like that was a line off the Chosen. Was it on the Chosen?
0: Actually, it is. It is in the Chosen. But that's, no, not, not, <laughs> that's not. That's not, a. Good, that's, that's a great awesome. show. I love that show. Yeah. Oh, that fun. I
1: love that show. Yeah. Yeah who were, well, it,
0: who was this is darth vader star Wars. Oh. Mm. I, I was going to do the you know he does the little hand <laughs> gesture you know yeah. that, that kind of thing <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know if you've seen these movies but i'm a i'm going to give it, give you one line from it it does not do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live it does not hmm. do well
1: to dwell on dreams and forget to live was that from uh, Lord of the Rings? Close, close. The Hobbit? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. Harry Potter.
0: There you, go. there you go. There we go. Yeah. Process of elimination. It, it
1: sounded like it sounded like it'd be something off of One of them type movies. Yeah. I was My wife, she's she's a big Harry Potter fan. So she's has got you all the friends. Harry Potter movies. Made me watch Tell all it. of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, love, we love Harry Potter. Um, I'm gonna give you this last one. Uh, we create our own demons. I didn't know this person said this, but I like. I remember now
1: after I hmm. read the quote. But we create our own. We demons. create our own demons. What's the? What, is it what genre is this? This is Marvel. Marvel. Um, the Captain America. Close. You're you're very close. Very, very close. <laughs> then it's then it's maybe Iron Man. There you go. Iron Man 3, there we go. Tony Stark. Sounded like yeah, sound like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it sounded Yeah. Sounded like one yeah, over. Of... Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. I have one. I don't know if you you might have seen the movie, you may not have. I just recently well not recently. I've watched them when I was growing up, but I recently just rewatched the movie, which made me write this quote down. Um it says this was the moment. I have been dreading for the past six months. Well, actually, for the past 22 years. Annie mm. overwhelmed me. She was calm, cool, calm, and as cool as I've ever seen her before. Very unBanks like.
1: What movie is that? Banks. Banks. Is the last name? That's the last mm-hmm. name? That's... But a Fresh Prince ain't a... No, it's not a Fresh Prince. It's not first Bank. Yeah, I don't I don't know any I don't know any other banks.
0: <laughs> so George Banks and Father of the Bride.
1: I've never seen that. You've
0: never seen that. I've never it? even oh, heard of man. that. Never even dude, heard of it. Dude, I, I strongly suggest
1: when the kids are yeah. you know, kids are asleep. So it's not a it's can, not a family movie type. No,
0: it is. It is. It's a family movie. But when the kids are yeah. asleep, that way you and your wife can enjoy it. It's a it's a nice funny yeah. movie about a girl coming of age, really? getting married, and her father who's a man, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. but her her father, Hopefully. who, who has to, <laughs> her father, <laughs> that one nowadays, who, who knows her father, who's dealing with letting her child, letting his child go mm. to be married to a man and the, the emotions that he goes through dealing with, Oh him, yeah. The God. proposal, the, the engagement, then dealing with the wedding, the expenses of the wedding and, yeah, yeah it, it's it's a great story, yeah. and George uh George Martin is 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 great in that movie.
1: Okay, okay. It's
0: two of them. It's one, that one, and then the second one is just as good. This, I think I like mm-hmm. the second one more. All right, so I hope y'all enjoyed that little game, little little fun time in the middle. You know, I, I, he's not red anymore. He's not. <laughs> so he's he's good. <laughs> he's good. He's good. So. Oh, um, man. Part of David's life. Part of David's life. Um, we, as we know, he made a lot of mistakes. You know, one of the most ones they like to talk about was they people like to talk about is Bathsheba. Um, yeah which is probably one of his biggest. But I think the really big one was when he took the census after God told him not to, mm-hmm. and an angel was coming to destroy the city. That 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 was a bitty pretty big uh, mistake there. Cause he got the wrath of God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he learned from it, of course. So how do mistakes factor in what kind of man we become?
1: I think, um, like you said, this, the mistakes that David made, I think it, it shows us that we should learn from our mistakes, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um, it shows that our sins, maybe the things that we've done, our mistakes, they don't define who we are. Um, So I think that's, that's that's very big. And I think one thing that, and I I hate to take it back to my kids, but this is just what I deal with on a day to day. My, um, I've thought about this before because we all have areas in our life that we struggle with. We all have um, our, our own demons, right? Yes, sir. And so there's, there's one thing in my life that I've struggled with. and I've been praying, trying to um, do better, you know, and, the thing about it was, you know, when you are falling into the same trap over and over again, it's very it can be very frustrating and very discouraging because you're like, like, does God he's gotta be tired of hearing me saying this to him time and time again. But it what spoke to me, and I feel like it was God speaking to me, is not like I said, my son is three years old. We've got three kids. My son is three years old, and we just um not too long ago put him in, got him out of the crib, I guess about a year ago. But he's been really struggling with that sleeping in his own bed. He just wants mm. to get up, run around the, you know, run around the house, run in our room, and so it's like it was frustrating because every night we were just getting him up, laying him back down, getting him up, laying him back down, and it got to the point where we we're like, all right, look, hey, if you get up, you're gonna have to get a spanking, you know, um, because you got to listen. It's time to go to bed, you know. And as soon as we'd come out the room, we'd see him out. And he'd run back in his room. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And and I thought, like it doesn't make me love him any less just because he is doing the same thing over and over again, you know, and God, he doesn't love us any less. If we make the same mistakes, it's nothing's going to change the fact how much I love my son. You know what I mean? No matter what he does, just like God, we can do the same mistake every single day, but he took our place on that cross. He became the propitiation for our sins mm. so through that grace. We can never do anything that he's not going to love us for. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just felt like that really spoke to me that just because you might make a mistake or just because um, you might have a temptation that you're falling into, um, when we are seeking after, after God, submitting ourselves to Him and being, um, what's the word? I, just, I guess just um, humble in the way that we go to Him and say, look, I know I've done this again and I'm sorry for it. I, I thank you for your grace. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, what can you say? What yeah. can you say? But I think it, we it is we have to prayer. learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An and well, the thing prayer. about it is, he yeah. he already know he already knew we were going to do it. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Way he already right. Whenever he died, he took all those sins. Right then, he took every sin that we've ever done, put it on his shoulders on the cross. You know what I mean? So it's like I think that's what we need to remember. Like when you talk about mistakes, it's like you're going to make mistakes as a human. Mm -hmm. You can't, there's, there's no way around
0: it, but it
1: doesn't, it doesn't define you. It doesn't. And that's what the devil tries to use. He tries to bring stuff back up into our lives and say, Hey, well, you can't do this because of this. You've got X, Y, and Z in your life. I think one thing that helped me too, was you said you watched the chosen, right? You like the chosen series, man. I'm waiting for three. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but there was there was one scene. I think it was in it was on the first season. I think it was like episode six or seven or something. But when you see Jesus walking by the tax collector booth, yeah, and you see Matthew sitting there, and then he turns around, and he just says, "Follow me, man." That that got me because it's like when you, you God turned, when Jesus turns around, yeah, because it's uh, like yeah. he he's, he doesn't say, "Hey Matthew, you've done all this stuff wrong in your life. Go correct this stuff and then we'll come back, catch up yeah. catch back up with us." No, he just says, "Come follow me." You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it's like, it. I think it's encouraging to us, because like you see with the issues that David had, for him to have those issues and still be called a man after God's own heart, that that gives us a chance. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, man. Woo! Listen, if mm-hmm. y'all haven't seen The Chosen, I've talked about this before. Oh, please, yeah. Please watch it. It's please fantastic. watch and it. And it's, it's free. It's free. It's free. I've yeah. given to it, though, to oh, make yeah. sure it yeah. keeps going. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, they have all season three funded. They're working on season mm-hmm. four right now. It's a great show. If you have time, no, no you have time. Not even if you have, time. <laughs> you have time. Yeah, just go. Yeah. And watch I, I binged it in about a week. That's pretty bad. Yeah, but I binged yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's, whole, good. Both seasons, it's good. Both seasons. Oh, I yeah. think my favorite, one of my two of my favorite scenes um the one where he calls peter yep that one jacks me up and then peter's uh acceptance when he goes and tells his wife Mm -hmm. he 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 doesn't know how to tell her but when he does and she accepts it i was like oh that was beautiful and then the other one is when james and john where they wanted to call down thunder on the people
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. thunder and
0: fire and all that stuff on the people and yeah. Jesus, you know, corrects them and pretty much, you know, they say, yeah, we're not worthy. And he responds, who is?
1: Right. Who is worthy? Exactly. You know, it's just like, I was like, oh. It, it, every episode, there's something. Oh, my god. Every goodness. episode, there's something. Genius man, it, What writing, got me, man. too, was, was the um, one where the, the episode about the kids. Oh, that was perfect. Like when when they're, yeah, when they're gathered around yeah. and they're saying the, whatever they were saying, the verse or whatever. 'Cause I I felt like too, like that that's really how God feels when we are worshiping.
0: In his emotion?
1: Oh yeah, the actor, it's beautiful. I was like, mm-hmm.
0: oh I was like, Oh yeah. man, come on man, don't get me don't get <laughs> yeah. me like this.
1: This am just, yeah. just. Mm-hmm. I'm like man, But because you, you talk about uh, them doing seven seasons. Imagine it's how it's seven gonna seven feel when it yeah, when it when it comes time for them to do the crucifixion. Uh, that's, gonna be gonna be be no that's gonna be rough. That's
0: gonna be rough. No I am mm-hmm. not gonna be any good. And I I'm sure those that are going to be on the set won't really be able to handle it either. That's
1: that's gonna be heavy. Yeah, because he gonna be he heavy.
0: says he's heavy at certain points. I've watched the oh, interviews yeah. with the uh, mm. the actor.
1: He's like, yeah, yeah it's Remy. it's
0: nuts at times, and I was just like, I just prayed for him because playing <laughs> yeah. playing Christ. That's all yeah. we got to say.
1: No said. thank you. No thank you. I can't. <laughs> no, like, no thank don't you. Because no, I'm gonna be like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, <laughs> as we're getting anyway. we're getting really into this now, so uh, we're getting to the the part that we're going to probably spend the most time in. Uh, but I love that you you speak openly about your children and openly mm-hmm. about your wife, and you know you're a young husband,
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: you're a young father. You got three babies. I'm a on, one, on one on the
1: way. One on the way, man. I forgot on on the way.
0: I'm going to pray for you for (laughs) real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I need it every day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Pray without ceasing.
1: That's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: So, you got, you Mm -hmm. know, you have children on the way. How important. As we know, God is a God of succession and legacy. A lot of things that He did in Genesis was to get us to now, you -hmm. know, and then even point us through get us through the book of revelations as well. Um, You know, he started with Abraham to get, you know, to get that line down for the children of Israel and then off through to David and through David comes Christ and all these different Mm -hmm. avenues that we see him connecting the dots from people years ago up until now. Uh, he's a God of legacy. So how important is legacy to you as a father? Like you've already been sharing some of the stuff that you've been sharing with them, uh, which is mm-hmm. amazing. You know, I don't know many fathers that do that. So, you know, how is that? That's what important? we got to tell them.
1: We got to tell them. We got to tell them. Like like you said, self-awareness. But I think uh, you talk about legacy. There was a preacher I heard of named uh, A.W. Tozer. Yes. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I yes, never heard I of him his, until the other day. I
0: have his books. Have a couple yeah, of Yeah, I've books. never heard
1: of him. Well, I heard a story that he was in his uh, office and he had his uh, daily routine where he would um, say his prayers or whatever. And so uh, he had stretched out on the ground, was just laying face down on the ground, praying to God. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not sure what time his day started that day, but evidently it was going so long that it was running into meetings. And the assistant didn't want to bother him because, you know, he's in there with his office closed. So she she was having to cancel meeting after meeting. So finally it comes time, it's the end of the day, he's just been in his office all day long. So she finally goes when it's time for her to go to the house and she knocks on the door and she's like, it's time for me to go home, you know? And he's like, what time is it? You know, cause he's just so deep in prayer. He was just praying all day long, lost track of time because he's, that's how good it is having a conversation with God. You know what I mean? And so I think, and, and I heard he was buried and I think it was Akron, Ohio, and they said that. Um, on his grave, it says, A.W. Tozer, a man of God, on his tombstone. And so you talk about legacy. You can't have a better legacy than that when people are saying a man of God. And so I think that's very important for us as men that we're teaching our children because whenever they get older, train up a child in the way they should go, in turn, they're going to train their children that way. So you can't have a better legacy than that than leaving a Christian legacy for your kids, for something for future generations to wear. hopefully, because and that's one thing that you never hear anybody say anymore is they used to say it all the time, but they'd say, um, they would say so-and-so, like if they're introducing you or you're talking about somebody, you're like, oh yeah, uh, Antoine, he's a God-fearing man. You don't hear people saying that anymore. That was something they used to say all the time. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, we need to be willing to um, sacrifice if we have to sacrifice uh watching the game or, you know, playing video games, or whatever you feel like is is important to you. I'm not a big mm-hmm. video game player, but I know that's big nowadays. But um we need to be willing to put up put down the, the whatever it is that's that's yeah. distracting us and be willing to spend that time. That time. Um with yeah, with our kids because yeah. that's 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 the most important legacy we could leave right there, a legacy that said that we were a man of God. You know?
0: Yeah. I think I don't have kids yet.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: <laughs> the the legacy that I remember um I knew I was doing something when mm-hmm. um a few of my mentees uh came to me and was like because uh, they, they called me Brother Twan or Brother Antoine. Um yeah. and they and they were like, Hey, um remember when that guy was yelling and cussing and fussing at you and you just stood there and stone face, and and you took it and you still answered him calmly and treated him with respect and all that other stuff. I was like, yeah. And he was like, you know what? You rubbed up on me. He said, because the other day such and such did the same thing and I just stood there calm, cool, and collected and all that. And And I said, do you know why I do that? And he says, well yeah, you tell us all the time that you know your temper is pretty bad. I said, "Well, yes, that's part of it." I said, "But no, the real reason why I do it is because I and this is a line from The Godfather again. I'm telling you, when yeah. you get a chance to watch that, you <laughs>
1: I'm gonna Now have that to.
0: <laughs> Now that you can't watch with children. That Yeah, watch yeah. With I, children. Yeah. Yeah, I figured but, that. But when you get a chance to watch it, um there's a line in the movie where the uh, Vito Corleone says, I spend my life trying not to be careless. Women and children can be careless, but not men. And I told them, I said, I learned that me going to the moon with that guy would have been a careless decision. I said, because Mm -hmm. my life could have been in jeopardy. Yeah. And in your lives would have been in jeopardy as well, because we don't know what he's capable of. Right. I said, so you know, that I I said my legacy of self control. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching you guys this because being a you know, being a young man doesn't mean you have to be physically aggressive all the time. You know, right. you can show show strength under control. And I was like, mm-hmm. Well I'm really teaching you is weakness. I said because yeah. it took more strength for me to control Absolutely. myself than to for me to just lose mm-hmm. everything that I
1: have in reserve and hurts your testimony. Yeah. hurts your testimony. It's just in a second. You know, i one word.
0: All I, all it all takes all I would have had to do is yep. say what I really wanted to say to the man, <laughs> And and it have been yeah. it'd be like, yeah. "Oh, snap, he, hmm. you know, some yeah. would have accepted yeah. it. Others would have looked at me like, mm. yeah. you know, so yeah. like, you know, as as, you know, we look at the life of David, you know, he had a unique legacy. He had daughters. Um, mm-hmm. Some that he didn't properly protect. Um, some could say he didn't properly protect his daughters. He's had he had a plethora of sons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> one that just ran wild. Um, another one that was power hungry. And then he has the one that we all know and talk about, and you know has the claim to fame, and that's Solomon, um, right. But even with him, he has his, you know, his folly and his issues, <laughs> as he would say, as he would say, let's, you know,
1: yeah, putting it mildly. Yeah, let's I'm keep being it PG. Nice let's, let's keep it you know, PG. So,
0: so you know he, you know, Oh God, see, what he had nine hundred or something? Something, yeah, something. <laughs>
1: yeah. Way <laughs> too many. Way
0: one is enough. One is enough, it, it, okay.
1: more than enough at times. Listen, Tr- listen.
0: trust me, because it's not just the one in there, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she changes over time. Um, uh, but <laughs>
1: it's like that movie Split. You ever saw that movie Split? Yes, <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Which one are yeah. you today? Okay, mm-hmm. right, cool. I just need to know so I know how to maneuver. <laughs> I think I'm a, yeah. I think I'm gonna work overtime today. See, you later. you know what I mean?
0: What time? Ta- yeah. Okay, I- I'll talk to you. Next yeah.
1: time,
0: all right. Cool. Yeah, yeah We'll yeah, catch yeah. up later. We'll catch yeah. up later. So you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. But the you know that legacy thing you know is is big. It's it's really mm-hmm. big even in the life of David, and it's big in becoming a man after God's own heart because yeah, um, being a man after God's own heart, you can be, it can be con- contagious. You know, if you yeah. if you if you have the Father's heart. And the father has yours. You know, I was studying for this. And one of the things that stuck out to me about this is David. Oh, no, not David. That when they were looking for a king, the
1: people wanted Mm -hmm. a
0: man. God wanted God. God was looking for a heart. Right. Where the people were looking for Mm -hmm. a flesh and blood man. God was really looking for a heart. And they mm. got Saul for the man, yeah. That's which good. he he served what he had to what he had to do his purpose, um, mm-hmm. and he was succumbed to his own vices, of course. But then, when you hear a phrase that no one else in the Bible, no one else really in human history, according to the Bible, has this right. phrase attached to their name is a man after God's own heart, it made Mm -hmm. me wonder what was so special about David that gave him this phrase. Because he had that phrase before Mm -hmm. he killed Goliath. He had that phrase before his first anointing. He had that phrase before the second and the third. You know, he had that phrase before he united Judah and Israel and did all the military exploits and and all that. So, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. You know, what, Mm -hmm. when you hear that phrase, what
1: Mm -hmm. does that
0: really, like, what does that mean? Like, how can we make that practical for
1: (laughs) men today? That's uh, a very, very deep subject for sure. Um, (laughs) When you, when you talk about that phrase, man, after God's own heart, we know that God is spirit. Like you said earlier, he's not flesh like we are. So when we're made in the image of God, we're made after those characteristics that he has, right? So when you look at David, where it says a man after God's own heart, he was uh, a musician, you know, an artist. He was a warrior. He had um, the ability, you know, to play the harp. He killed, like you said, the lion. And then you look at his, I think it's, uh, I want to say it's Second, second Samuel, I want to say 8 and it's just a listing of all his victories in battle, you know, and he had the, the 300, that 300 warriors that were with him. And then he had mm-hmm. the three. And I mean, if you look at that in Exodus fifteen three, I think that's what it is. Hold on. Let me look. Cause I wrote it down. I want to make sure I get it right. I think it's Exodus. Yeah. Exodus fifteen three. It talks about, mm-hmm. it says the Lord is a man. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. That's the song of Moses. So you see these characteristics that are that are mentioned of God in the Bible. David lived all those out. You know, he was he was a man of war, but he was also like like I said, an artist, a musician. He had he he kind of figured out, even though he had his faults, he kind of figured out that you have to be able to do multiple things. We're not just one particular, you know what I mean? We have to be able to know when to fight. I think that's one thing that's big for a man, like you said, in the situation that you had. We have to choose our battles wisely. We have to be able to know when it's time for us to fight and when it's not time. And I think an, a good example of that, when I said talking about the 300 and the three, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, I, I want to say it's in Second Samuel. Um, we see it's it's when Saul is looking for David and they're hiding in, hiding in the cave. Yeah. And he goes the in the cave gold. to, yeah. he goes in the cave to relieve himself, you know. And David sneaks up and cuts off the piece of his his clothing. And then when he goes out of the cave, he, he could have killed him right then. God said, I've delivered him to you. And Saul went out. And, and I guess all, it's, it seems like from the reading in the text that all of, all of David's men were saying, let's get him now. We got, you know, and the th- I think the thing that's big about that, too, just to kind of rewind a little bit. When Saul decided to go after David, David had 300 men. Saul said, take, I think it was 3,000. He knew I don't. I don't need to underestimate David. He's got. I know what David's done. He's got the three. <laughs> I want to read just a sec. Just a second. Read really, Just a second. Man. He. Really. He had. He had. This is that. Like I said, this is that commentary. That uh, Tony Evans commentary. But you talk about he had the three hundred. Well, he also had the big three. This was the original big three. It was he had. Um, let's see where are their names. He had the one and, and some of these names. I'm going to butcher. Um, Benea, I think is how you say it. He was one of David's greatest warriors. He was famous for going down into a pit on a snowy day and killing the lion. You know, he was, he was basically David's bodyguard. And then he had, um, let's see, what are the other ones? There was one, um, I can't remember their names, but basically the other two, I'm not going to search that out for lack of time, but the, uh, I I know the other two, the one killed like 300 men by himself with a spear, you know, and there's other ones. So, so Saul knew, Hey, uh David's got the three hundred men, oh, yeah. but he's got yeah. the three. Yeah, I'm not messing with him. Let's, let's get three thousand let's get three thousand men. We're gonna go down there. We're not underestimating these guys. But when Saul is is basically the Lord is saying, Your enemy is hand I'm putting him in your hands today. David didn't kill him because he said, I'm not gonna kill the Lord's anointed. You know, so when Saul went out of the cave, he uh comes out and he says, You know, my, my men wanted me to kill you. Here's a piece of your Use your cloth you're, uh, with your butt. Yeah, out. here's your cloth right here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there with your pants down. I could have easily had you. But I think that speaks big for us. We we need to know when to fight and we we need, we need to know when not to fight. We have to have self-control. Yeah. You know I mean I think I think that was that's a big takeaway from that specific text is like like the situation with you. We have to know the proper time to fight. That it's yeah. it's instinctive for us as men. We have that in our in us, in our DNA to be a fighter. You know, taking it back to my kids again. I didn't have to teach my son how to wrestle. It's as soon as I come home, he's jumping off the couch on top of me. You know what I mean? We don't have to teach that. That's instinctive in us as a man. Mm-hmm. God put that in us to be the fighter, to be a warrior. But we have to, like you said, we have to be able to control that and use it properly. Yeah. You know. And um, yeah, I think that's self-control, like you spoke on. That's that's, that's big, big for us as Christians. Yeah, because that's you can big. you can hurt your testimony so quickly. And if you're, if you're around people that aren't saved and you're saying one thing and then something happens and you're a completely different person, they're saying, hey, aren't you that one that was trying to tell us about, you know, forgiveness and grace and we're supposed to love each other. And then you're over here cussing somebody out. You're flipping somebody out, you know, that's flipping somebody off that's cutting you off on the road. So it's just, it's, it's, we can hurt our testimony. We can completely um, ruin somebody's idea of Jesus just in a moment, just in a, a single word. Yeah. You know, we have to have we have to have self control. We have to know when to fight and when not to.
0: Yeah. That's that's one of the uh that's one of my prayers all the time. I'm I'm so glad you said that. You know, I always ask, God, you know, show me when I need to do mm-hmm. this, this, and this. especially with Lead different me. situations. You know, Absolutely. different situations I'd be like, Okay, I know how I wanna handle this, but uh-huh. how do you want yeah. me to do this? Cause a lot a lot of people you know, when they think of David and when we think of man after God's own heart, you know, he was a man of, of war. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was bloody, which is one of the reasons why he couldn't build the temple. You know, God, you know, I believe he said it, uh, I forgot where it is, but he said it in mm-hmm. one of the 2nd Samuel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, you can't build the temple to me because you're a man of war. You know, I need a man of peace to build my temple. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we have to know when to go to war, you know, when Absolutely. to, and then how to go to war. Cause certain times I'd be yep. like, you know what? I'm going to just say what I need to say to this person. And then Holy Spirit will come yep. back to me and say, no, don't do that. Yep. Pray, pray about it and wait. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I aggravate people on my ability to wait for something mm-hmm. to, to come to me. Cause I know it will. It's just, it's just something that I know God in his, uh, his gifting to me and his authority to give, over my life is that I don't have to come after you unless I really want to, but usually I know. Okay, yeah, I'll deal with. Them. I'll sit back and be like, All right, I'll deal with them when they come.
1: Yeah, and you we got to we got to know just like in in the book of Acts. I think it's I want to say it's chapter four. I want to say mm-hmm. it's, it's it's one of the first four where they he they tell the apostles go and wait in Jerusalem until time for the Holy Spirit Power. to come to you. Yeah. So, like you said, we have to know when we're in that season where we need to just step back and wait and say, I'm going wait to wait for you to show me. Yeah, exactly. Cause he's going to, if if you're submissive to him and you're saying, you know, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do, then sometimes he tells you wait and I'll show you what to do. And yeah. I think that's so big that we are wise when we do that, because, um, if you, sometimes you can do something just on an impulse thinking, well, I'm doing this for God. This is what, and you could be blessing people in that, in that situation, but it could not be God's will for you. And if you would have just waited and he said, yeah. I needed you over here, you could have done so much more. More so over here. While he, Yeah, he could still bless you, but we need to make sure that we're not getting in God's way, basically, you know, thinking, no, this is what he wants me to do and just jumping into something when he's saying, no, I wanted yeah. you to wait, go over here. I could have used yeah. you so much more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so you're I think in that's, my notes. That's...
0: <laughs> and we didn't talk about this, y'all. But he's definitely already in my notes. I'm looking at it like, <laughs> oh,
1: okay. You're like, okay, stop talk, cut the no, no, mic. No, no, no,
0: that's perfect. That's no, yeah, no, I would never. Well, cut that's you. God. That's God. That's, yeah, God. that's God. Yeah, because I God. definitely we didn't talk about it. I didn't share my notes no. with you. You know, I just no. shared the questions with you, but I didn't share you that's know, God, all the, the side notes that I had sitting here. You know, as far as um, uh, the practical ways to being a uh, man after guys are her, We already talked about self control. We talked mm-hmm. about awareness. Um, one of the things I was going to say, what you were just saying, is understanding the mystery of God's will. David understood. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. he he searched it. He prayed about it. You know, even when yeah. uh, they took Abigail and all the men's wives and the children away, he went to God and said, "Do I have, can I, do I have permission to do this?" And God told mm. him, "Go, and 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 take." You know, take take them all. Go avenge yourself. Get your you know get yeah. your stuff back. Pretty much, and he went and did what God told him to do. The men wanted him to be hasty and just go after them. Like, oh, he said, no, I got to go pray. Yeah, I got I got I got to go talk to God yeah. first before yeah. I go do anything because I didn't want to be wrong. And you said that you know, knowing what he wants you to do in a specific moment, mm-hmm. you know, versus yeah. they call it the permissive. In the perfect will of God, the permissive Mm. will of God is the thing that he permits, the stuff that he allows. Right. The perfect will of God is what he wants for us. That perfect will, you know, and then the perfect will is where all the provision and the blessings and the grace and all the stuff that we love comes to us freely when Mm -hmm. we're operating in the perfect will. So that's one of sure. the things I admired about David. The other thing that I admired about him is he knew when and how to repent. If you mm, look at a big. lot of if that's you look big. at a lot of his mistakes a lot of things that he did wrong, the the time from the act and then the time of his repentance got shorter and shorter as he got older. Mm. You know, repentance repentance is key. When you're trying to be a man of the God's own heart, because you're acknowledging first, when you repent, you're acknowledging that you did something that you know you shouldn't have done. you are asking God for forgiveness. But the other part of repentance is that you're turning away from it. Like you don't see him Mm. repeating that again after he did it the first time. And that's one of the things that, you know, becoming a, a, a man of the God's own heart. God knew that. Before he chose Mm -hmm. me, said, "Yeah, he's gonna make his mistakes, but he's going to come back to me, and he's gonna get it right the second time. Because I'm gonna test him again. I'm gonna give him an opportunity to repeat that same mistake again. You know, but for us, I would say that learning how to truly just make that time in between your mistake and your repentance short, because as we talked about earlier, and you gave illusions with the temptation and the things that we wrestle with, if you allow space in between that, the enemy is going to take that and keep making it wider and wider and wider. And you're yeah. going to feel like I can't talk to God. You're going to feel like mm-hmm. I should be over this by now. And what, is, what does he feel it with? Guilt, condemnation, oh, yeah. shame. Yes. You know, Do you, you, you feel heavy and burdened and yep. distanced from him. Where in reality, if you go to him immediately after you do a thing, It's like, oh, hold up. I messed up. Yep. Let me, (laughs) Lord, forgive me. Um, And then repentance is not just saying I repent. Yes, you say that, but you have to physically, not, not physically, but you have to spiritually turn, turn away from it, you know, and just keep going about, you know, what you're going about and try not to have it lingering above the back of your head, like in the back of your head either. Like I remember you know, I was wrestling with a few things into my early Christian walk, you know, probably when I was 21, 22. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times after I would make that mistake, even though it was repetitive, the voice of that mistake would talk very loud. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I admire about David is that he silenced that voice. Yep. You know, you don't see it in scripture where he deals with a lot of the internal issues of of what's going Mm -hmm. on
1: yeah that that uh, I like what you said about how it was closer from him doing the act it was close for him to repent because that's one thing I believe was Paul talked about in Romans how um, when you're close to God that sins gonna prick your heart more and more you're more sensitive to your sin Mm -hmm. because you're closer to God and God hates all that is sin and all that is evil so when we're closer to God you want that you want if you do something wrong for your heart to be pricked, because that's when you know, okay, I'm close. I'm close to God because I'm so sensitive to this. This is eating me alive. You know what I mean. So that's that's where you want to be in your life. That yeah. you know, you're going to make mistakes, but as soon as you make them, you're like, okay, uh, I, you know, I got to repent for this.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. for sure, for sure. Yeah, because that that is definitely the key factor. You know, repentance is is big when becoming a man after God's been yeah. hurt. And there's one yeah. other thing that you want to do um, for the people listening when you want to become a man. It's a lot of different stuff, but it's one, it's I'm trying to keep it really, really basic for you guys. One of the things that David did, excuse me, that I loved was that he was unapologetically obedient. Mm. He didn't apologize for his obedience. You know, we see it when he is um, bringing the ark of the covenant Back to Jerusalem, and he's dancing out of his clothes. Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. his wife is upset because this is not how the king is supposed to act. Which Mm -hmm. then you know showed me that she matched him, but she didn't fit him.
1: Mm.
0: When you find your rib as we're supposed to find, that rib Mm -hmm. fits. Yep, it doesn't match, it fits perfectly. So the, she matched him because she was royalty and he was royalty, but mm-hmm. she did not uh, fit with yeah. him because yeah. she didn't under she didn't have the heart that he had for God.
1: Right, right. They they were unequally yoked in that's, biblical terms. That's
0: yeah, the, that is the one example that's very clear. Me about unequally yoke. Know, I'm gonna use yep. that at another point in another show. But that <laughs> when we get to the relationship pieces, but that mm-hmm. right there is is one of the ways that I found that he really had to follow sorry, he did not care. He mm-hmm. he did what he needed to do, and it's even spoken of God Himself gives this testimony about David, he says. You know, I found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all of my will. And that is yep. in Acts 13, 22. So mm-hmm. the question today, as we get ready to come to an end, is what is God saying about you? You know, what is God saying about the man you're becoming um, day after day? Can you say that you have that same testimony? Can you say that you are... Um, becoming a man after God's own heart or, or in in other words, you have the father's heart and he has yours, you know, is this, that kind of, do you have that kind of relationship with him? Um, And these are some of the things I want the men to really think about, you know, think about what, you know, what you got going on, what haven't you surrendered? um, What haven't you given to God? um, What are you wrestling with that you just won't give to him? Um, are you out of control? Do you need more discipline? Um, do you need patience? Do you need to be empowered? These are the things that thought provoking for manhood, especially as we're you know men of God. You know we have to operate in image and likeness, which is reflection mm-hmm. and operation. You know we need to reflect Him and we need to operate like Him. And mm. <laughs> that's good. You know, That's it, good. That's, yeah. You know, yeah. We, that's good. Yeah, we reflect him. That's that's that likeness thing. And, you know, no, that's image, reflection. And likeness is operation, where you're operating the way he would operate, where you speak when you need to speak. You you interfere when you need to interfere. You create. Men are supposed to be creators. You create. You build. You know, you, you point things in the right direction. These are the different things um, that I've learned throughout my years of study and just being under great leadership. So, you know, as we get ready to come to an end of this episode, which is probably going to be two parts. Um, uh, so, you know, as we come to an end, um, it's it's just one of those moments where you have a, like a Selah, you know, you just think about, you know, this is time for you guys to reflect this week on what kind of man you are. And, and for the women who who watch, because I have a nice women base as well. Uh, the women who watch and listen, how about your sons, your brothers, your uncles, mm-hmm. your fathers, yeah. you know, um, any man in your life that you can think of who may need to hear this, you know, share it with them. Uh, but also yeah. reflect, you know, you can reflect on you. What kind of woman are you? You know, are you a woman at the God's own heart? You know, he uses women mightily. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, today we focus on men. We will talk about women at some point. You know, we'll have some women on I'll, here.
1: I want to add, can I add one more thing to that? Go ahead, man. What you said. I think I think one thing we need to um, remember, too, as men, is that if you look in Genesis 18, 18, and 19, it talks about um, greatness, how God promised Abraham um, a, a great, uh, what was it, a great nation, right? Mm-hmm if he raised his his children in righteousness and justice. So I think when it says a great nation, God wants us as men to be great. He wants us to strive after greatness. He says, be perfect as I am perfect. He knows that we're not going to be perfect, but he wants us to strive for greatness. He doesn't have any problem with us striving for greatness as men, as long as that greatness is under his dominion and under his authority. So we need to make sure that we're striving after greatness.
0: You know what I mean? You just dropped a major nugget. I I've read this yes. before, but I didn't read it like you mm-hmm. just said it. You know, Genesis mm-hmm. eighteen and yeah. I'm I'm gonna go from seventeen to, to nineteen. Yeah. Just because I need y'all to hear this. Uh the Lord said, <laughs> I shall hide I shall hide from Abraham what I am about to do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the mm-hmm. nations of earth shall be blessed in him. Yep. I have chosen him. That he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. So that the Put, Lord.
1: That, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. To, go so ahead.
0: that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised him.
1: That, what, what, what was the verse that said, that started where it said, I have chosen him? Which verse, I have chosen him, that's 19. So it says, "What well, I have chosen him so that he may lead his children in righteousness and justice. Is that what it says? We are chosen. He. What are we chosen for? To raise our kids in righteousness and justice. Righteous, we wonder why there's so much racism, why there's so much chaos and confusion, because us as men, justice is how we treat other people. Righteousness is our relationship with God. So if we're doing our job as men, like God tells us to do, he's made man. He made Abraham, but it applies to us too. We are chosen to raise our kids in righteousness and justice. That's If, if you want to end racism, that's where it starts. It starts at the house. You're not going to change the world if you can't control what's going on at the house. Mm. So if you want to end all this hate, all this division that we've got going on right now, mm-hmm. you have to raise your kids in righteousness and justice. Mm. Justice is, is how you treat others.
0: Man. You know what I mean? Man, mm. I, I did, I think it was around the time of George Floyd and all those yeah. other um, wrongful killings that took place oh, yeah. uh, in the height of 2022. Um, I did a, a Instagram live about It Starts With Us. And Absolutely. I was having that type of conversation with, um, that was actually the unofficial birth of Conversations at the Table.
1: There um, you go. Because
0: it was on Instagram live. It's still up there <laughs> for those that want to find it. I'm um, going to have to check it out. I was having a conversation with a a friend of mine. uh, Her name's Ashley. And we were talking about how it all, it starts with us. Like we, we, you know, we point the finger at the racist, but at the same time, aren't you, do you still have racist tendencies in your heart? Mm. You know, that kind of thing, you know, and that's the same thing, you know, as we're, as we're going back is self-examination. Mm-hmm. Helps you become a man of God's own heart, but also doing what He instructed you to do. I I love this scripture. This is probably going to be my meditation scripture for the rest of the week. Uh, Genesis eighteen. <laughs> Sorry, I, I yeah. Think oh, it's good. That. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think down oh, yeah. for that one because that literally because yeah. I'm in a space now, which is why I really wanted to do this episode with you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in a space now where I'm thinking about fatherhood, and yep thinking about um marriage and all these things so i'm gonna i'm gonna give out a little secret because this ain't gonna be on the air until after it's done Uh so so i'm proposing to my girlfriend Mm. right man
1: congratulations
0: yeah man i'm I'm honored
1: i'm honored to be on the so by
0: the time this airs it's already what happened so it's all good Mm. (laughs) so
1: you know you know, proposing to her.
0: Yeah. It has made, it has made me really reflect on my heart with God. Yep. Because I know for a fact that he's going to look to me to lead her.
1: Mm.
0: Oh yeah. To lead our family. And it's like, I got to make sure I can hear him. He hears me. I'm close enough. I'm not too, my life isn't too loud where he's speaking and I can't hear him where he mm-hmm. can't get my attention, you know, and with us connecting here here you have a black man and a white guy you know white in boy. the wor- <laughs> you know, we we here, you know, mm-hmm. but we're having this conversation. And I don't I haven't known Donovan that long. We we as we couple weeks, yeah. couple weeks we've been in conversation yeah. on Instagram you know, talking about podcasting, talking about the goodness of God and he's giving me feedback on my episodes. I'm giving him feedback on his and you mm-hmm. know, we're talking about different ways to make our shows great and it just pressed upon me to say, Yo, invite him on the show.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I was just like, Okay, I'm gonna do it. You know, I, yeah, I again I had no idea why it was just there to do so, but it was God.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and Absolutely. that's that's part of being uh a man of God's own heart, really like loving one another, you know because mm-hmm. he loves all people, um sharing with each other, learning from each other, um yep. being
1: being open
0: to to new perspectives and new ideas and um learning
1: yes yeah and and knowing and knowing <clears throat> when. T- it's time to speak up, and knowing when it's time to just be quiet, just be quiet. And, listen. and listen. We're we're so yeah, we're so um, inclined with this climate to just talk and talk and not mm-hmm. listen. But sometimes you just need to shut your mouth and listen to what somebody's saying because you listen. might learn something.
0: Do I speak? The most that I speak, and then we're we're gonna close for real. The most that I yeah, speak, yeah. the most that <laughs> yeah. I speak is really during these podcasts,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm soaking in and dwelling. Yeah, at work, I have to talk, you know, phone rings or whatever. Um, I do converse with family members and friends. People call me. Yeah, I talk, but really talk is during these times. When I really open up is during these times because I know what's at stake. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I may not have the thousands of subscribers and people listening yet, but at some point you know, it's not even about that. But at some point, somebody is going to have to listen to this. Somebody's going to stumble across yeah. this that's going to change their lives, just like absolutely you found it, and we have become. You know, we're we're, we're buddies. You know, I'm absolutely. not gonna. Yeah. So it's just like
1: mm-hmm. it just
0: happened, and I, you in a whole nother state. Right. (laughs) So, you know, that's 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 why I am texting you, like, oh, are you in a different time zone? You said, no. I said, okay, cool. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Made it a little bit easier. Yes.
0: Messing around with people at different times and jacking you up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a beautiful, beautiful experience, you know, for uh, podcasting, for uh, to be a Christian. What a time to be alive, you know, to be a Christian, to be an example with so much going on. You know, we just want to encourage all the men out there and those that are women that are listening, even the young men who may be listening um, to really seek in after God. You know, that's one of the things that David did. He spent time in his presence before he was king, while he was king. And then now he's in his presence forevermore because he's in eternity. And that's where Mm -hmm. we want to be. You know, we want to be time with him while we're here time with him when we reach our destiny because every man has has his own and only one destiny and we have to achieve that thing you know but then we have to make sure you know we're doing the will of god and just do it well yeah is any any final
1: thoughts you have i just wanted to say an encouragement word of encouragement to you man i've listened to all your episodes just keep doing your thing. I think that's real, that's one thing that's real big. I think in 2020, I think there was a lot of people like yourself, like me, that were that God spoke to and you being obedient and willing to follow after what God is telling you to do. I think that's that's big. I th- that's very encouraging to me and I just want to say that especially as you're talking about proposing to your girl and all that, like just make sure you stay grounded in God and following his will because he's definitely going to bless you know, your fruits, like, like we, like we spoke about earlier. And I stole this from uh, Dallas Jenkins, the guy from, from The Chosen. He said that his job is just to bring the loaves, to provide the loaves and the fishes. And then it's up to God to decide what he wants to do with it, how he wants to bless it. So I just want to say to you, just keep doing what you're doing. And God's going to bless that for sure.
0: Oh man. Thank you so much. I mean, means a lot because sometimes I don't mm. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing but it's just like yep yep you know yep. Just, be, just keep doing your thing just be like okay god mm-hmm. I'm just gonna rock out with you uh, yep. as much as I can yep. just be consistent you know yep. in his That's presence it. and in his will um, so yeah man this has been my good friend and new brother Donovan Jones again yes, this sir. will not be the last time you hear nah. and see him you're gonna have to Trust come me. on man Listen, I'm gonna going come to come on my is. Is... I'm going to have to yeah. come to Tennessee. I got to see these kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to get some Tennessee yeah.
1: food. There you, you know, go. See
0: what's going I like to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, all oh, the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, you we know, can fix sit you up. The... <laughs> uh, he said fix you up. You know what that means. We can fix you up. I'm about to be real good. <laughs> you know, I want to,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, sit in on the Bible studies and hear, you know, from all the other men. Uh, it's incredible what you do. I love your heart for God. I love your heart for your family and your children. Uh, you thank are so. truly an inspiration I got to learn a lot about you in these moments that we shared it wasn't long but I I feel like I, I learned yeah. a whole lot about you you know in these moments and so I've never done this at the end of a podcast but I feel led to do it now uh, mm-hmm. we're going to pray Yeah, we're going to pray out and then uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode so Father thank you once again uh, for this moment God thank you for just another day another opportunity thank you for meeting us in our conversation for being with us uh, as we discuss this topic that is broad and mysterious but is also attainable to us i pray god for every man who's listening right now and i thank you for their lives i ask you to empower them forgive them god if any sins known and unknown Uh, give them the strength to repent yes Lord the strength to repent and to know that Mm -hmm. it's okay help them to pursue you with their whole heart uh, because you give the desires of the heart Um, help them to understand that you are the father you're not a dictator you're not a judge or, or anything like that you're just the father and you want to love on us So love on these men right now. I pray that you give them uh, witty inventions, uh, that you bless their families, that you give them eyes to see you, ears to hear you, um, just the endurance to keep on pushing through. I pray for the women, uh, women that may be raising young boys um, that have brothers, that have husbands, that are dealing with things. God, empower them to be the rib that they need to be. Empower them to be the support. Uh, to be a voice of reason, to be that place of comfort for uh, these men. And now, God, I pray for Donovan and his family. I ask you to continue to bless them and to keep them, to make your face really shine upon them. God, I thank you for the legacy that he's leaving uh, for his children, how he's leading his family. I thank you for his obedience to your call in 2022. As you called me, you called him. And now we are together to do this one work. I thank you. I thank you God for his podcast I ask you Lord for much success in it that you give influence to his voice space to his voice to allow him to be a voice for a generation that is coming up uh, people may not know him now but they will uh, know him in the future uh, I thank you God for the ministry that's inside of him the gift that's inside of him the passion for your word that's inside of him and the love for people that's in him God mm-hmm. continue to grow it and and mold it and shape it and make it as pure gold before your eyes we love you we thank you god thank you for all the listeners uh thank you for everything that you've done for us just today in jesus Mm -hmm. name Amen. amen amen amen